Hello and welcome to the JNM podcast. My name is Jeanette. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything in between. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. And if you're coming back, welcome back. Hope you're doing well. Uh, before I get into details, I would like to welcome back my guest, Elise Dean. Hello. Uh, we're doing our segment of what what is it like just movies that we think are interesting or i don't know yeah or uh i don't know niche comedies some yeah comedies that people haven't necessarily seen exactly (laughs) Uh, uh, so today we are going to be talking about the 2018 dark comedy thriller a Simple Favor. It was directed by Paul Feig and written by Jessica Scharzer. Uh, the logline is a small town vlogger tries to solve the disappearance of her mysterious and elegant friend only to delve deeper into her friend's past. Uh, I received information for Wikipedia and IMDb. In terms of the cast, uh, we have Anna Kendrick as Stephanie Smothers. You may know her from Twilight, Up in the Air. <laughs> you may know Anna from Twilight. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Up in the Air and Pitch Perfect. <laughs> started it with Twilight. Well, because, like, honestly, that was, like, the only character I liked in the films. (laughs) And there's four films. (laughs) Holy smokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, Next we have... She's also an Into the Woods. (laughs) That could have been a third one for you. To be quite honest, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> that was good. Huh. Anna Kendrick of Twilight Game. <laughs> uh, next, we have Blake Lively. Uh, as Emily Nelson. You might know her from Gossip Girl, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and The Shallows. Excellent movie, too. I don't care. I love that movie. Oh, it's almost like the same thing as um, that one uh, crocodile hurricane. It's somewhat of like. Yeah, it's like the one where this lady uh, goes back to Florida to help with her dad, but then like the hurricane is happening and then crocodiles like come in. Oh, what is it called? It's like Sam Raimi uh, directed it. Crawl. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's a really good movie. It's kind of like The Shallows, where it's like a one person may yeah. have a couple characters here and there, but it's mostly a one person film. That's cool. Yeah. Next, we have Henry Golding as Sean Townsend. You may know him from Crazy Rich Asians, Last Christmas, and then an upcoming movie called Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe Origins. 
Excellent. Uh, next, we have Andrew Reynolds as Darren. You may know him from his performance in the Book of Mormon as like the original Broadway cast. Uh, he was also in Bachelorette, Bachelorette, and uh, the New Normal, which is a TV show, came out around the time of like Modern Family hype. Mm-hmm. And then he was recently in The Prom, which is like a TV movie. Got it. Uh, and then we also have Linda Cardellini. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. Yes. Uh, as Diana Highland. Uh, you may know her from Dead to Me, a TV show on Netflix. Uh, Scooby-Doo, the live action series. And- from like 2003. Yes. Like the first live action round. Yes. Wait, there was like another one? There's been so many live action movies. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's kind of upsetting. Oh. But my student workers are like Scooby-Doo and I have to ask them which one because sometimes they don't mean the Linda Cardellini ones and it makes me sad. Oh. <laughs> They're missing out. And then she was also in Legally Blonde. Yeah, she was. She was Jenny. Yes. <laughs> She was my age. Did they tell you that? <laughs> and Perry Mason reveal. <laughs> How would you feel if your father married someone who was your age? <laughs> like I didn't mean to shoot him. I thought it was you walking into the door. <laughs> and I Do you think guess. she knows how iconic that is? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, look at Reese Witherspoon's when like that one like uh, reporter gave her like her thesis and oh it was like, yeah yeah that was a good moment and then she's like is this scented <laughs> uh, that was pretty uh, good yeah i also uh there's also jean smart uh biden put her in the cast yeah uh but you may know her from uh designing women which is a tv show yes um she is a designing woman that helped design this woman, <laughs> to quote Bob's Burgers, but also just generally in life. Was she in anything else? Yeah, she was. She was in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah, as a mom. Another Reese Witherspoon movie. Yes. Um, and she's in, uh, she's in some, I think it's a sci-fi show, but I can't remember the name of it right now, but I love her uh so in terms of the backstory uh the film was based on the 2017 novel of the same name by darcy bell and it was his debut novel in 2016 uh 20th century fox bought the film rights of the novel prior to the uh, book's publication because like apparently the book was that great or like the talk about the book was that great that people just bought the film wow interesting oh yeah and the story was pitched similar to gone girl and girl on the train huh (laughs) yeah i wouldn't compare them to this no i mean i would say like yeah i would say like this film was like a little bit light than gone girl and girl on the train yeah um i mean it's girl on the train did have its moments did i see that movie with you yes you and i were obsessed with emily blunt setting that child down and walking away yes god damn i still think about that sometimes. oh my god i totally forgot about that 
she just she just squats and puts that baby down at the yard. So <laughs> wasn't even there. Like she was in like the Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> uh, we should watch that like next time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And in June 2017, the film uh, would be extricated from Fox and instead be distributed by Lionsgate. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. And then uh, to accentuate the contrast between uh, the thriller side and the comedy side, uh, Paul Fig made the decision to shoot the movie in brightly lit rooms. Uh, like a comedy would be oh yeah i do like that decision yeah because he yeah because he he felt like that having it in like a suburb and then also be in brightly lit rooms would like help kind of like bring out like the thriller as like a twist rather than being obvious as a thriller yeah that's like um Let's let's hop over to to Blake Lively's husband, Mr. Lively, and uh, that um, the voices. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very bright movie. Oh yeah, it's about a man who accidentally becomes a serial killer. Yeah, and he does. It know. also has Anna Kendrick in it. Oh my yeah, as one of the victims. Wow. Full circle. Full circle. And then, like you um, talked about before, uh, Blake Lively uh, deleted all of her Instagram photos and followed 28 accounts that share uh, Emily Nelson's name. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. It was like those and then Ryan and that was it. Yeah. Uh, In a lead up to the film's release. So like explain like your experience when seeing that. Yeah. So Blake Lively at the time and I guess still to now to this day is in my Instagram algorithm. So I saw this, like, where did Emily go post? And I was like, Oh, what the fuck is this about? And so I clicked on it like to get to her. Uh, Cause it was just a picture, I believe. So I clicked on it to see if like she had posted a trailer so I could actually tell what the hell was going on. And then like, there was like just the one post, if I recall correctly, maybe two. And then like she was following no one and i was like what a boss ass bitch and uh, except for her husband and these emily's and i was like what in the fuck yeah. and then i just left it because i didn't i mean what am i to do yeah <laughs> and then i realized it was a stunt for the film <laughs> it was a very exciting moment though i felt like i had discovered something a glitch in the system <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about like her publicity stunt about this, like until like when I was researching about this film. So I was like, oh, wow, that's like really cool. Yeah. It was, it was a very, I mean, again, I just thought I found a glitch. Yeah. But it was an intentional glitch. (laughs) Uh, And then speaking of Emily, um, Blake also wore suit pieces than dresses uh, because she wanted to separate uh, Emily from her character in Gossip Girl because apparently both women 
uh, work in fashion and are from the Upper East Side. So, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. I just thought that was like the coolest thing that anybody could ever decide to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, she had a hand in her wearing suits, but I didn't realize it was to separate from Gossip Girl. I, it's probably because I've never seen Gossip Girl that I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. So I trust her. <laughs> yeah, I trust, I trust her judgment. Yeah. But the suits were an excellent choice. I mean, so it's, I'm going to say. Yeah, I would say like Emily's outfits and then Kate Blanchett's outfits from Ocean 8, they're like, amazing oh my god lesbian icons both of them yes uh, if i could pull off a suit which i can't i'd walk around with a suit and a cane for sure anyways let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> so anna kendrick's costume throughout the uh movie have evolved from being very bright eclectic and happy outfits to more of a dark mature outfits as she uncovers the secrets around her yeah classy yeah i wardrobe tells a story yeah i mean i really like how like when i uh looked into like the behind the scenes i really like that they not only uh had like the setting almost be like a character of itself but also Mm -hmm. have like the costumes be a character yeah yeah agreed (laughs) funny part the movie uh, originally was going to end with this elaborate flash mob what yeah and apparently oh, I love that yeah and apparently henry and i think a couple of actors uh practiced months before shooting the scene wow however the preview audience reacted negatively to the dance the preview audience did not know what was up <laughs> Uh, so as a result it caused the scene to be cut from the is film. it a deleted scene like uh, do i get to see it ever in my life i mean i'm pretty sure that if you have like the the dvd or i think if you could look up online i think they'll probably have it i'm not sure i'm determined to try to find this fucking scene <laughs> the film starts off uh with a widowed single mom stephanie running a vlog that features crafts and recipes for her parents Uh, she tells her audience that her friend emily nelson has gone missing then she talks about how she met her at her son's uh name miles school uh and then when miles asks if his friend nikki can have a play date with him stephanie asks uh, Nikki to ask his mom to which Emily Nelson comes into the scene <laughs> oh my god big dick lesbian energy all yeah. over the place that do you want to do you want to talk about that scene yes I do <laughs> thank you for asking <laughs> uh, there is this some but some beautiful human made a made a gift set and it's the funniest thing that I have ever seen in my life now I kind of want to find it so I can make sure that it's right. I can't credit the person, but God damn it. Blake Lively in her fucking cool ass motherfucking suit uh, is like, hey, it's slow motion and it's in the rain and she has this umbrella and she's just walking. And then it cuts to Anna Kendrick who's just staring. 
<laughs> staring dead at Blake Lively. And I mean, the lesbian energy. So the gift set, it just is flat. Uh, well, if it'll finish loading, I don't know why my phone needs to load a gift. What the fuck? Jeanette, you can see this. It says big dick energy. <laughs> Hashtag big dick energy. This is uh, the first reveal of Blake Lively's face from from st- under the hood of the umbrella. And then it's Anna Kendrick. It's the cut to Anna Kendrick. And it says gay panic. <laughs> And I have never known anything truer in my life because I'll tell you what, in the theater that I went to, I went and saw it with Corey first. We both were like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) we're both at least 50% gay. So it was a true reaction on Anna Kendrick's part. (laughs) Yeah. Like Emily comes in with her big dick energy uh, and she is a PR director uh, for this fashion company so emily after she does the slow motion and anna like sees her and it's like oh my god um then emily's like oh hey nikki like you know how's everything going and he tell he asked her if they could have a play date and then she said yeah sure as long as stephanie joins her for a couple of drinks yeah so then they go to um Emily's modern house where Stephanie is shocked and oppressed about her place, the French music, her hot husband, and the nude artwork that's yeah. like just right there. Yeah, just hanging out. And it's Blake Lively's face too. Blake, I'm going to call her Blake because I'm not going to call her Emily. Um, Bla- Shit. That was my phone. <laughs> my phone fell. Blake, Blake tells her that they're house poor. Which means, I guess, that they have this huge-ass house and they can't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, it's just an important verbiage, I think, to be noted. Because, like, I think, um, like, she talks about that and then she talks about, like, the financial situations that mm-hmm. her and her husband are dealing with. And Stephanie's like, really? Like, you guys... I mean, look at this place. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's pretty decent. You're... Like I am a single fucking mother struggling to get by and saving all of my dead husband's insurance. Yes. While they talk over martinis, uh, Stephanie reveals that her husband and brother died in a car accident. After like Emily talks about her situation, um, Stephanie offers her uh, to help out if Emily needs uh, and then the next day, apparently, I'm not sure if it's the next day or like a couple of days later, but Emily uh, takes on Stephanie's offer and then asks her to wash Nikki. It feels like the very next day, okay. Emily's like, this dumb bitch offered to watch my kid. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause she was talking about, I was like, oh, like I don't have enough money for a nanny and like all this other stuff and then stephanie offers is like oh okay (laughs) yeah so uh emily uh meets up with uh stephanie and the boys uh later that day at the park and stephanie decides to take a photo of emily while she's like watching the kids to which emily is like what are you doing and he orders her to erase the picture and not do it again yeah Blake in that red glove that just pops out of that vest pocket. 
just just a little pop of color yeah. <laughs> in a black suit. She's like, get the fuck, get that fucking away from me. Delete that fucking shit right now. Yeah. And then like um Stephanie, well, okay, I'm gonna call her Aunt Anna, because like Stephanie is a very it's, long name. It's I mean, why separate the characters from their human portrayers? Yeah, we're just gonna call them Anna and Blake. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Anna is like, oh, well, like, I'm just, this is for like the kids yearbook. And Blake is like, no, no, delete it, delete it. So yeah, sure. Deletes it in front of her. Yeah. Uh, They go back to Blake's house and Anna hands her a friendship bracelet, which Blake is like, ah, okay, this is awkward. Nerd. (laughs) Nerd. Then they went and continue drinking to which uh, Anna reveals more about her uh, brother. Apparently, (laughs) do you want to explain it? Um, No, you go ahead. I'll just chime in. Okay. (laughs) So when Anna's father died, this guy named Chris shows up at the funeral and reveals that like he's Anna's half brother. Yeah, um, and Chris looks exactly like the dad. You know who okay, can we talk about him for a second? Yeah. Um, he is played by Dustin Milligan of Schitt's Creek and 90210 fame. Oh. Like wait, when you mean nine oh two one oh, you mean like the I mean the new nine oh two one oh the one that came out in like the twenty tens. Okay. But mainly Schitt's Creek. He played Ted. Okay. Um Ted. Sorry. I just needed people to know who we're picturing here. We're picturing Ted. Okay. (laughs) So um, after the funeral, Chris decides to stay at the house overnight. Um, And then one (laughs) thing leads to another. And Anna and Chris have sex. (laughs) They bone down. They fornicate illegally. Yeah. Yeah pretty pretty illegally and uh man though so the story ends and blake is like brother fucker and it becomes my favorite word for the rest of the movie oh yeah because i remember when anna's like oh yeah and and we just kissed and then blake is like no it seems like there's more yeah blake pushes (laughs) and then anna's like okay yeah we we bone down she's like brother fucker brother fucker (laughs) and it's so good oh shit so the next day blake asks uh anna to babysit nikki while sean is in london and like anna's like oh yeah sure no problem and while she's like picking up the kids darren uh which is one of the stay-at-home dads uh, makes a comment to Anna that Blake is using her as a nanny. She doesn't believe him and just takes the kids. But then he was like, "Yeah, like you're kind of like doing it for free." But you know, yeah. Um, and then after two days of Blake not returning Anna's calls, Anna finds out from Blake's work that she's in Miami for a few days. Then she calls Sean, who then contacts the police and then comes back from London. Well, no, it's like, it's not, 
it's not immediately after she finds out she's in Miami that she wants to call the police. It's like she can't get a hold of her in Miami. And yeah. then after talking to Sean, who I think he also didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know either. And then like he's because I think Anna calls Sean is like, hey, like, you know, like I, I haven't been able to contact uh, Blake. And then Sean is like, oh, like, did she go somewhere or something? And then Anna says, like, oh, yeah, like, they say, they said that she went to Miami, but I can't, like, reach her. So then he flies back, like, I think, like, as soon as possible. When he gets there, then, like, they contact the police. Yeah. Um, because apparently, even though Sean states that Blake has done this before, where she just, like, leaves and, like, doesn't, you know, let them know, like, how long. Mm-hmm he's like no this is this is pretty serious because this is longer than what she usually does yeah um so then they contact the police and both sean and anna like answer questions from the police who believe that blake may be with either another man or that sean is like abusive to her and she's like trying to get away from him Mm -hmm. but sean tells the cops that blake was the only child and that her parents died when she was a young kid Mm -hmm. um and then he also stays like no like i'm not abusive to you know blake you know that's not that's not what we're talking about type of thing um so then once the police left sean tells anna again like you know blake hasn't done this before uh and that this is different Mm -hmm. The next day, uh, Anna goes to Blake's workplace and asks Dennis Nylon, which is her boss, she goes up to him and asks where she is, but he states that they don't question Blake Lively's whereabouts. Yeah. The whole time she's wearing (laughs) that Hermes scarf, right? Yeah. That's that scene? Yeah. God damn it. That shit's funny yeah because like he's like talking about like wait why are you wearing that scarf with a gap t-shirt yeah and just like and and you've ruined it by the way that's not how you tie your airmate oh my god it's good yeah he's like are you trying to like hang yourself like (laughs) but once dennis goes to his office anna like sees like him yelling at the employees to find blake Mm -hmm. so she finds a way into the she just kind of sneaks in yeah so she she gets into blake's office and finds a photo with the words gotta have faith and it's like the picture of uh blake's face yeah so this whole office is like glass wall picture house md like it's like that type of an office and like the desk is also glass and clear and like the only thing that's not is like the chair so this bitch is crawling around on the floor trying not to be seen even though she's in like you know a second story office that everybody can look up and see her inside of so then she like crawls under the desk because she hears someone it's like maybe if i'm under the desk then they won't notice (laughs) and then she looks up and the picture's actually pushed under the keyboard like under the keyboard mat on the desk and that's how she and then it's like she's looking at Blake's face yeah desk there's man Anna Kendrick's a tiny little woman isn't she oh yeah I mean 
I think she's like pretty short like not too short like but like maybe I think she's got like an inch or two on on Kristen Chenoweth yeah but not much yeah like I think maybe like five five I think shorter but who's to say (laughs) I'm not gonna google it my phone fell on the floor no I'm not going to (laughs) (laughs) even though it's like right here (laughs) yeah yeah so Anna like takes a photo and like tries to sneak out but then someone sees her and Dennis catches her and is like what are you doing in Blake's office and then she takes Blake's word to like stand up for herself because like earlier when she was with uh, Blake she kept saying sorry or kept like apologizing Mm -hmm. so Blake was like you need to stand up for yourself like you need to stop apologizing for everything you're not it's not anything you should be sorry for yeah so then she just stands up to dennis and is like okay i gotta go like type of thing yeah she reads him to filth in you know if she were a drag queen and uh and then and then she just leaves yeah (laughs) she then takes that photo that she found and like makes copies and then hands out let's be clear it's not the most flattering photo that no. Blake Lively's ever taken <laughs> no I mean it's fuzzy too it's grainy so it's like is yeah. it this person or not you know? yeah like the way that it is it's like she's looking down at like a camera but it seems like it's not a phone it's probably <laughs> like an iPhone like two. I mean it's like a Nokia yeah <laughs> from back then this shit is grainy yeah it's like iphone 2 or before yeah (laughs) once she hands out the flyers uh she goes to sean's house to make a late lunch for the boys and while they're detectives they've just kind of become an a blended family at this point as they're trying to find blake yeah they're Uh, just kind of together but not but kind of yeah like maybe cohabiting yeah yeah um so while there detective somerville arrives at the house and asks sean if emily has any distinguished features and this is where he mentions that blake was seen renting out a white kia at like a budget rental place with cash mm-hmm. and then once he leaves anna goes on her vlog and like notifies her viewers about Blake's disappearance and asks yeah. for any leads. This is like the we've come full circle at this point, I believe, from the very beginning. Yeah. This is that same vlog of her asking or of her telling about her friend's disappearance. Yeah. And I believe like a little after she finished her vlog, uh, a viewer emailed her saying that she saw Blake putting gas into a white Kia in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, then Anna goes to Sean and asked if Blake had any friends to which he said, no, like technically you're her only friend. Uh, and then that's when Sean gets notified that they found Blake's body uh, in Michigan, like a Michigan Lake during Blake's funeral uh darren and another like stay-at-home mom or like a mom sonia uh, apologizes for treating anna like shit (laughs) (laughs) that's nice yeah 
Yeah, because like he brings like brownies that um Anna made like in her recent vlogs or something. Oh yeah. And then he was like, Hey, like I'm really sorry that we kind of like treated you like shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he made a comment. It's like, oh yeah, we also we did watch your vlogs, but it was mainly to make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, but these are my brownies. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Um it seems unfair that one can hate watch and then also take the friendly tips that she tries to give. It just seems rude. You can do one or the other. Yeah. Moments later, Miles and Nikki get into a fight over like if blake is actually alive or not mm-hmm. um and then after the altercation and then after the guest left uh anna gets closer to sean and then the two bone down yes <laughs> they pork yes so now she's a husband fucker <laughs> he is a brother and a husband fucker yes brother fucker uh, a couple days later anna uses a key that sean gives her i don't know it's kind of weird but like she gets she goes back into the house and like checks out blake's stuff and then Mm -hmm. she's like going around through the house and then plays like the french music and she's like oh wow and then she goes up to uh blake's closet yeah and Um, she finds the all of the pretty clothes yeah and then she kind of just like tries out one of them and it's this like really nice long black dress yeah when that happens detective somerville stops by the house and then notices stephanie like on the second floor well so she gets stuck inside the dress yeah she can't get it off she hears the doorbell and she's like she tries to take it off to go answer it and she she can't she's just like shit god damn it and then she's like peering over the like balcony to like look at the front door and they make eye contact and she's like shit (laughs) so then she's like well i had to like wear the dress because then it would be weird um detective somerville like tells her uh first that like she's not in trouble because like she she gets all like nervous Uh where she's like oh like you know i'm just like here visiting like i'm i'm not like kind of like trying to cover her tracks and he's like no don't worry you're not in trouble i just want to ask you a couple questions yeah like he asked uh anna about blake's you know life and everything and she states that she only knew blake and sean that were having like a financial trouble but didn't really know specifically Mm mm-hmm he then uh, mentions that Blake's body had signs of heroin in the bloodstream and also had like needle marks around the arms and like in between the toes. Yeah. And then he questions Anna and wonders why she's wearing a dress. Like he doesn't obviously say that. He's like, oh, like that's a. But he different- is a detective and can clearly see that this is not her clothing yeah because he's like wow like nice dress like you don't usually wear dresses like that and then she's like oh like you know trying to cover it (laughs) the heroin thing is a weird is a weird moment for anna too because she's like what the fuck like she's never seen blake exhibit any signs of any type of drug addiction and or of 
like typical signs of heroin usage, you know? So she's yeah. just like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. Between the toes. <laughs> yeah. That's hardcore. <laughs> While like this is happening, um, Somerville like kind of mentions like, hey, like it seems like you don't, you haven't encountered police before. And then we get this like quick like flashback like scene of Anna opening the door to like, two police officers oh yeah and then she about the brother that she fucked and the husband yeah uh to which she's like no no i haven't so he's like okay well i'm gonna leave and then he leaves (laughs) once he leaves uh anna goes like first gets out of the dress like she cuts herself out herself out of the dress she's like you know what i'm gonna ruin this who knows how expensive dress yeah (laughs) i'm gonna run it uh, and then she changes back into her regular clothes and then looks around the house. And this is where she finds letters and bills with past due notices on the top. Mm-hmm. She also finds an envelope with Sean's message for Emily to sign the insurance form as soon as she can. Then she makes a quick like trip to Sean's college that he works at, where she spots him flirting with one of the TAs and then like she's kind of having like it in her head like of something else I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if I would consider it I think that she was definitely flirting with him but I don't think that he was necessarily flirting with this woman Um, that's my humble opinion no I think like in terms of like Anna I think like Anna thinks that He's, oh, she definitely thinks it, but I think the reality was yeah, yeah, yeah. In he reality, was just being polite, yeah, and she rea- was like hinting, yeah. If you ever need any help, <laughs> that type of a thing. It's like as a TA, <laughs> as a TA, I'm happy to help you out. Twirls my pigtail. <laughs> so while they eat dinner, Nikki tells Sean and Anna that he saw his mom, and then <laughs> Anna's like uh miles did you see uh blake and then he's like well i don't know i mean maybe but i'm not pretty certain yeah (laughs) then this is when like anna once like she puts like the kids to bed she sees blake's friendship bracelet on nikki's uh nightstand Mm -hmm. uh and then like she also like i guess like she senses that of like Blake's scent or something and then question Sean about like the dead body and then the insurance claim mm-hmm. uh, but then he argues that they only had the insurance claim because uh, Blake when she found out about Anna's situation with like her insurance that she only has enough money until like 2020 that they're like oh yeah like we decided to have like the insurance claim because of your situation so we don't want to be in your situation if something else happens right yeah and this is uh when sean talks about him and blake's relationship before Anna comes in he talks about how when they were on their way back to the u.s from london um blake 
mentions that she actually took his mother's ring without her permission, but refuses to like give it back. Even because she's classy. Yes. Uh, And then they then like have like the mile high sex moment. Yeah, they do. (laughs) And I guess like from this, I guess they conceive Nikki over the flights and then they later have nikki oh my god i never picked up on that yeah like he was like oh yeah like i just we- thought it was just a random story and then he was feeling the need to tell anna kendrick that they boned no no because like um while the scene was happening he was like nine months later we had nikki so i'm assuming i that- never heard him say that i don't think or it's just been a while since i've seen it I would say like the voice over is a little soft. So, okay. Yeah. This is when he asks like Anna to move in with him. Got it. Yeah. And then she's like, she thought she thinks it's like a bit weird because like she doesn't want ever anyone to think that, Oh, like they're boning together mm. and that like she's the reason why blake is even though what they are in fact doing she doesn't want the town to know yeah but beside that he sean believes that you know it's totally fine like who cares like i've moved on type of thing Mm -hmm. uh and then also mentions that oh like anna would be helpful to you know help out with nikki (laughs) yes so this is when Anna uh, sells her house and then packs up her items and then takes Emily's clothes out of the closet to replace it with her clothes. Uh, yeah. However, when Anna brings in her clothes, she noticed that all of Blake's clothes are back where they were. So then during the vlog like a recent vlog Anna talks about her situation and then mentions that she's not replacing Blake whatsoever right and then while driving the kids back Nikki hands Stephanie an envelope in the envelope she finds a picture of her Miles Davis who was her husband and Chris with the words brother fucker written at the <laughs> bottom <laughs> Oh, brother fucker. And then I guess like immediately after she opens it, Blake calls her and then accuses her of replacing her. And of course, that's when we all know that Anna's like, Anna's suspicions of her maybe actually being still alive are obviously confirmed. Oh, yeah. Fucking asshole. (laughs) So Anna confronts Sean about Blake and being like, hey, she's alive, but he doesn't believe her and then considers her feelings as like a form of mourning type of thing mm-hmm. Anna remembers the time when she tells Emily about the time her husband questions if Miles was actually Chris's son do you want to talk about it so they're like in the kitchen and is it his birthday or something the kids yeah, I think it was Miles's like birthday party, and like Chris was there, and like I think like before she talks to her husband, like she's hanging out with Chris and Miles together. Yeah, so the husband is like drunker than he should be at a kids party, and he kind of comes up to her as like 
as as Ted and uh, Ted and uh, the kid are like outside again and and he's like he basically I can't remember verbatim what he says but he's just like well he's not my kid is he and then it's like you know ice down down her back and uh she's like i what i what what yeah what brother fucker uh and then and then immediately um ted and uh the husband go on a car ride to have a a little chat yeah so then the car ride uh is in fact the same car ride in which they both died yeah and they hit um they hit because it's like very like jarring when it cuts to that shot they hit those like those center median things for exit ramps and it's just like man the way that car crunches is like no of course there's no surviving that oh no and i don't think like airbags happen so (laughs) (laughs) it could have been too too fast yeah and uh, yeah like I don't know what do you think do you think like miles is chris's son oh yeah okay i absolutely think that i think the fact that she hesitated is enough for me yeah because it's like it was pretty obvious that it like miles is actually chris's son because of the, he, the husband also kind of says like he's not my son is he he doesn't even look like me yeah he says something like that and i'm like oh shit yeah and then she's like what the like the I'm way, like well i'm convinced yeah the way that she reacts to it, it was like yeah she didn't do a definitive yes or no so i'm assuming like it was a yes yes i think that it is definitely her brother's son so really he needs to see a doctor at least twice a year just to make sure that everything's okay yeah because i was pretty shocked as like okay they're both like half siblings and yet they make a kid that's like well i mean it's nothing is guaranteed within breeding yeah but you know you still want to like make sure everything's okay yeah i mean like unless he has like internal like disorders Uh, like either like slow learning i don't know it's a it's a whole nother it's the whole thing yeah i don't know enough to go down that rabbit hole yeah me too uh so stephanie then looks at um blake's portrait and then opens it like opens the frame and then finds the portrait you meaning the nakey the nakey portrait yes the nude portrait the naked portrait uh and then finds like the name diana highland at the bottom so she goes to uh diana's like studio where we meet linda cardellini yeah we do and all of her lesbian energy good lord there's so much less for 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 the the lack of lesbian things that happen in this in in this movie there is so much energy (laughs) it is beyond yeah well because like with when you look at linda like she has like the shaved head on the side linda's a lesbian that is fact that's canon um but i mean blake i assume goes either way because she's married to a man that did have that relationship with with linda cardellini and uh could you imagine let's watch that movie (laughs) let's watch the prequel um (laughs) a small favor (laughs) 
Oh, yes, let's do that. Let's watch a small favor. Um, I'm sorry. I went down a lesbian rabbit hole. (laughs) No worries. Yes, I would say 100% Linda Cardellini is a total homo in this movie. And then (laughs) Blake is like at least, I don't know, 50%, 25%, probably 50%. Yeah. Then Annie Kendrick's at least 25%. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's like full 50. Maybe 40%. Yeah. <laughs> so when Anna gets there, Diana talks about Blake and that saying like, oh yeah, uh, she used to be her muse, like I guess at the beginning of her career starting. Mm-hmm. Um, however, her obsession with Blake basically ruined her ruined career. her budding career. Yeah. Um, because like her dealers uh, weren't interested in the paintings that she was making. Of... And now she paints daggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that was a she whole... She says all of this was the giant ass dagger in her hand and I'm like... And then she keeps slamming it. And sexy. Yeah. And she keeps slamming it. She does that thing too where she puts her finger on the tip of it and she spins, spins it, you know? Yeah. And then she stabs the counter and you're like... I've never been more attracted and or terrified in my life. It's like you're worried, but you're also intrigued and want to continue. <laughs> yes, absolutely. When Anna was like, "Oh, did like Blake's like left anything?" and then she brings up this like this like box filled with stuff of Blake's yeah. items. It's like a it's like a it's like one of those U.S. Post plastic boxes, you know. It's not or like an egg crate. It's not or milk crate excuse me it's not like a it's not like a huge ass box no i mean i would say i would say it's like a milk crate yeah it like it fits under a table just fine yeah but still it's it's still enough stuff to fill a box though yeah then she shows on a like this t-shirt blake left behind which is like a summer camp Mm t-shirt Anna then travels to the campgrounds where that summer camp because um, she is on full-on mission. Where are the children? I guess with Henry Golding. Uh, no, because there's there's like a private like, detectiving. Yeah, because there's like a little snippet, like as the B-roll of like her driving to the camp. It's like this voicemail where she's like, "Hey, Sean, like I left, you know, Nikki and Miles with, you know, one of the moms." Oh right. Yeah. Was it with Was it with uh, Book of Mormon? I think so. Probably with like Mormon, the Book of Mormon and Sona, uh, one of the other moms. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Anna travels to the campgrounds um, and finds out that Faith and Hope McLandon uh, attended the camp, which looks pretty similar to. Yes. They have shocking blonde hair and moles on their faces. Yes. And one of them is named Faith. So it's like kind of two and yes. two together but then we yes anna calls uh margaret faith and hope's mom played by gene smart gene smart uh but she hangs up thinking that she wants to talk about the fire well she, you can also tell she's disoriented yes because like she has like i'm not sure if it's her I'm husband butler type human being yeah either like someone who does like the gardening or like the landscaping he kind of does it all for yeah. for her yeah 
but basically he's like who who's that and then kind of like hangs up mm-hmm. for her uh anna uh decides to go to uh margaret's house and acts as a house cleaner in order to get into the house yeah um then the anal mom that she is she just happens to have all of these cleaning supplies in the back of her car yeah (laughs) and this is kind of where she notices the west wing that's like all burnt because this is a very large house so there is a west wing yeah it's like not to be confused with the tv show yeah this is this is a less political west wing this is right (laughs) super less political but go ahead like I guess like Margaret was like calling for her helper to like you know revive the fireplace yeah Uh, oh I don't think we actually stated that it was burnt down the west wing was for sure yeah it was burnt like it still had a couple of like there's a giant hole from a fire in the middle of the west wing yeah I mean like that has not been fixed yeah I would say like maybe like 55% 55% of the structure is still there but it's pretty damaged where it's like you might as well bulldoze and rebuild exactly uh so Anna goes down stairs into the living room with Margaret's and basically tries to like ask her like hey like you know what happened like yeah is there- like you had you had twins tell me about them and then Jean Smart's like, you know, it's really good booze. <laughs> yeah. And then she brings Definitely. out like gin. <laughs> yeah. From like behind a book that she's been hiding. Yeah. And then she also mentions that she can't remember like that much. Yeah. She gets loss. to the point that she like with the line of questioning, she thinks that this is some undercover agent of some kind. She's like, you can't use my mind because I don't remember shit. Yeah. I'm <laughs> legally, you legally cannot use this. What's in here. Yeah. And then Anna like says something that, Oh no, I'm actually like from the insurance claim or something like that. To yeah. Mark is like, Oh cool. We're going to get our money. Like to, yeah rebuild it and basically she kind of like states that faith was going in and out of rehab and that at the time of the fire she was estranged with her husband right and then this is kind of like when um like the butler you know comes in and then Anna's like okay like I'm gonna give you like I'm going to order your sweatshirt and all this other stuff kind of like covering yeah <laughs> For what she's just asking. Yeah. She has this like random catalog in her hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, so then she like runs out of there, like trying to dodge this guy left and right. And this guy's like, wait. And he starts like following her. And she's like, oh, hell no. And so she starts like running to her car. She gets in her car and then she like can see him getting in his truck. And so she's like weaving down this like road. And then this guy just like barrels onto the road that she's like currently on, like just did not use the road at all and like parks in front of her so she can't go anywhere. And then he comes up to her and he's like, unlike the pants and on page 46 in Navy and khaki, please. Yeah. And then she's like, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then he's like, all right. And then he leaves. Yeah. And it's so funny. 
so Anna uh, goes to, I'm assuming the motel um, to do her vlog. Mm-hmm. And then during the vlog, she hints to Blake that she knows about her past. Like she and talks she about she's watching. Yeah. Uh, and then this is like where we see uh, Blake like in her hideout place. Yeah. Cause like, she says that uh, she says, you gotta have a little hope. No, a little faith. Oh, a little faith. Yeah, I thought she said hope to like really grind it in. Maybe uh, I don't know. I, I I mean maybe she said both of them. Who knows? But she says one of the names for sure. Yeah, and then she talks about like t- the twins and fire and <laughs> mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Yeah, she really is like leaning into the fact that she knows exactly Blake's game. Yeah. When Sean goes to a cafe this is where he meets up with Blake and it's pretty obvious like, Oh yeah, she is alive. Uh Um, And she tells him that she wants the insurance claim in order to have like money to live off uh, with Nick after she dumps Sean. Um, And then she also states that she's laying low in order for the claim to go through but also threatens Sean that she'll take him down if uh, Anna calls the police or mm-hmm. like does anything. He goes back to his house to find an insurance agent with Anna. And this is where the agent notifies Sean that Blake had a twin causing the claim to be put on hold in order for authorities to further investigate. Then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna and Blake meet up at her grave sites. Yeah. Well, kid, so during that moment with the insurance agent, Anna's playing completely dumb, which I think is chef's kiss. Yeah. She's just like, it's so weird. She has a twin. Did you know that, Henry? And Golding's like, uh, no, because he actually didn't. Yeah. But he'd just been told, you know, God damn it. It was good. It was a good moment yeah like there's also like in between like these two scenes like anna makes another vlog where she hints that she's going to blake's grave sites mm-hmm. kind of like letting blake know it's like hey like this is where we're going to meet up yep yeah yeah uh, yeah and this is where anna questions blake about the twin situation and this is where blake states like the whole thing so she talks about how her and her sister were supposed to be triplets but charity was a stillborn Mm -hmm. then blake refused to explain about the fire in the west wing and this is where anna kind of infers that blake and faith killed her father in order in a fire of after years of abuse right uh and then while they were on the run uh people kept believing that they were the suspects and kept trying to take pictures of them and as a result blake and her sister went their separate ways until like the arson rumors cooled down yeah 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 this is also at this gravesite. so blake teaches anna early on how to make a perfect martini mm-hmm. and i believe Blake brought the supplies to make said perfect martini and she's making it at, or maybe Anna did and Blake makes it. 
Yeah, uh, Anna uh, brings in like the supplies. Supplies, okay. So Blake's making the perfect martini. Now, in the perfect martini, you need to squeeze the rind of a lemon in and and let that <laughs> let that go in and then you like wipe the martini glass with said rind and then you drop the rind into the glass. Now, I don't know why they chose this shot because they zero in on Blake's hands. Like it's like a super close up of her hands and that lemon rind thing. And she squeezes it and (laughs) all of the juice that comes out of it goes, it then goes back like onto her hands. Doesn't actually make it inside the thing because there's a, uh, just a simple gust of wind that happens in that moment that she does this. And it's like, why did we not do a different shot to this day it boggles my mind because we're supposed to be watching because the whole point of it being that close is to watch the stuff come out into the glass yeah it's hilarious to me that they were like yep looks good beep boop up yeah i don't know i on to be honest i didn't see that i didn't notice it um it's not noticeable when you watch it like on your computer or on hulu but in the theater when they do that close-up of a shot you can see it and i just have this vivid memory of being like huh (laughs) what an odd what an odd thing to do i mean like i don't know maybe there were like cut in time or something like that that they didn't have enough time to reshoot it that's true that's true it could have just been a windy day and all of them looked like that yeah uh, so Blake uh, states that when the coast was clear, she waited um, at the meeting spot that her and her sister promised to meet together. But Faith wasn't there. Um, and this is where Blake gives up trying to wait for her and then just moves to New York where she starts a life with Sean. And then 14 years later, uh, Faith calls her to meet up at the lodge in michigan and this is where we find out that faith who is now a drug addict is still having problems with her drug addict yep um and then she threatens to report the police about the fire if uh blake doesn't give her a million dollars which when she said a million dollars like the whole like uh, Austin Powers, like one million dollars, uh-huh. came into my head. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Blake states that she doesn't have the money, but can like try to sell the house or like try to make ends meet. To which Faith was like, "No, I need the money like ASAP." Um, yeah, and she's also like, "Don't try to tell me you don't have the money. You have this job. You have this house." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So during like a swim in the lake, this is where Blake basically drowns her sister. Yeah. Um, it's very like, who's the alpha now, bitch? Because yeah. it was very obvious that growing up, Faith was, if you if we're gonna stick with those terms, the alpha between the two of them, and Blake and Blake, and Hope would always go along with whatever faith wanted to do because i guess it just made life easier but not anymore that day hope said not today faith not today 
<laughs> yeah, and then she. This is where after she kills uh, Faith, uh, Blake places Sean's ring on her hand on Faith's mm-hmm. hand in order to make it look like that she died because both of them have the same tattoo that they received when they were teenagers. Yeah, and it said um, charity on it. Yeah, I believe right. Yeah, it was something about like a charity hearts with flames, which yeah. is <laughs> a little bit funny because it's like the arson and then like their do- their sister was supposed to be charity. So it's yeah. like, oh, the irony is- there is not unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> so once she like tells Anna about this, Blake argues that this was Sean's idea to fake her death, to which like Anna doesn't believe it. But then Blake is kind of, I guess she like persuades Anna to help her out and frame Sean um, into the attempt murder of her. And then Anna accepts it. And then the following day, she kind of like, I guess overnight she plants like certain evidence. That whole montage is a little, uh, the timeline I'm confused on, but man that that one i mean go ahead i'll i'll chime in when we get to that part okay and then the next day sean's office is raided and then he's notified that his wife is alive Mm -hmm. um then sean confronts anna about it uh stating that blake is just gaslighting her this is where we see Blake faking an injury. Like It is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's a very cool shot, just generally speaking. I yeah. think it's a very cool shot. Oh, do you want to explain she's- it? Yes. Um, thank you. <laughs> so she's, I think she's at the, ho- she's at the motel still, right? Yeah. Um, so she's at the motel and she's in this like fancy ass silk robe, right? Because why wouldn't you be? Mm -hmm. she goes out into the middle of like the yard and the yard is like nothing it's a motel you know it's like the side of a motel she grabs a wrench from i think there was like a maintenance man working on something yeah like we see her like leaving her room and then walking up to the wrench like the box the toolbox yeah picks up the wrench then walks to the yard and yeah it's it's a giant wrench. It's not like the one that you have at home. It's like the one that guys use and they have to use both of their hands yeah. to use it. She throws this thing in the air, like lobs it in the air as high as she can. And then she just stands under it. Her wings are open wide, her like arm span just, and she just, it looks like she's taking in the sun. <laughs> yeah (laughs) and it's it's a it's a god's eye view of her with you know again arms open wide she's on the titanic she's loving everything the winds in her face everything's great and then there's this wrench (laughs) like twirling down to hit her and then the next thing i think like the next shot it cuts like before it hits and then the next shot is like she's got this giant shiner yeah and then she enters into like the police area and then like tells like detective somerville about like the incident Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when i mean incident i meant like faked a a story that sean hit her and right 
So Sean is arrested, but then he, he gets out on bail uh, and then encounters Blake, who is in a very like 1950s dress. Wife. Like picture Lucille yeah. Ball. Yes. Just gorgeous, I would say. Yeah, it is. I mean, the wardrobe in this whole movie is just like the greatest thing. Yeah. While they're talking, uh, this is when Anna comes in and then like shows up with a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. She shoots Sean, but when he gets shot and then like falls to the ground, Blake kind of knows that they're faking it. <laughs> she plays along with them. She's like, oh my God, no. <laughs> Are we done now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then she's like, dude, I know that that's fake. Like, yeah. We're done uh, pretending, right? So yeah. we can move on to the real stuff. Yeah. And then she, she even. Brother fuck here, fucking my husband. Yeah. And then she even like brings out uh, the bugs that I guess the authorities planted. I guess like when the bugs were still intact. Uh, she kind of pretended to be Anna, mentioned that they were actually going to be at Darren's place. Oh yeah, she fakes she fakes it in a Kendrick voice, and and yeah. uh, I mean I wasn't not convinced if even though I was watching her do it. Yeah, she's like uh, Stephanie here, <laughs> uh, and then we see like a quick shot of the police raiding Darren's house where Darren and the other parents are getting high on medical weed. Yeah, they are. And you could tell it's medical weed because he says it's like, oh, it's just medical weed. Yeah. <laughs> I need it for my d- depression. So it cuts back to uh, Anna, uh, Blake, and Henry. And <laughs> during this whole alter- altercation, Blake shoots uh, Henry like mm-hmm. with an actual bullet uh and then she was about to shoot anna but then anna states that she actually has a spy camera in her buttons of like her camisole oh yeah and then she's actually live streaming the entire ordeal uh, on her blog yeah so she's like here's the thing spy gear is cool <laughs> yeah. yeah because like before that like blake confesses to everything it's like but you know nothing's being recorded mm-hmm. and then uh anna was like oh that would be so cool if like you could go on my vlog and talk about your confession well well let's just do it now and then blake is like well what do you mean and it's like oh like i have a spy camera yeah Ugh, it's such a good moment then blake runs in this getup this 1950s getup let's keep uh-huh. in mind she's in the this 1950s getup yeah she runs out of the house everyone's there do you mind if i do this part or do you want to do it yeah go ahead okay everyone like the police and everyone are like starting to surround her and she's just like middle of the street running and then you know like i know what you did last summer is it that movie that that it's like mean girl style yeah yeah she gets plowed by this blue fucking four-door. Yeah, it's a Prius. And then yeah. Darren comes out and it was like, Prius. 
Americans like car or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he says something that's so bullshitty. Um, and then Blake is just like army crawling because she can't use her legs currently because they got just destroyed. And she's like army crawling, trying to get away. And then Anna Kendrick's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Please stop. You're just embarrassing yourself. You're not, you're not gonna get away. We can all see you. Yeah. <laughs> like saying stuff that I don't think her character would normally say, but they were just letting Anna Kendrick be Anna Kendrick for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Here's the thing though. In that moment, I would have much preferred a mo- a flash mob. That would have been so much more fun. (laughs) So that's like the end of like that time period of like, it's up to her, you know, obviously she's going to go to the hospital and then get arrested. Yeah. Uh, And then it cuts to six months later, Anna continues with her vlogs and then she just uh, reached 1 million subscribers or views. Mm -hmm. And then She's continuing her vlogs with like a twist of investigating cold cases. And I guess since Blake's arrest, she managed to capture uh, 30 fugitives and I guess solve like the cases, you know. And then she also was mentioned that her vlog was recently purchased by uh, a publishing agency. Uh, in hopes to turn it into a daily morning show. And then uh, it also states that she has seen someone in the city, but never tells. Never talks about him. Yeah. So Sean uh, moved to Berkeley with his son, Nikki, and then he becomes the head literature uh, department at UC Berkeley. Uh, His second novel, The Oopsie Jar, uh, was a best-selling novel despite credits arguing that's too far-fetched um and then blake is in prison blake uh for her 20 year sentence and the scene is like basically her going through like playing basketball and going through a bunch of people and then dunks yeah because she's thriving in prison yeah (laughs) it's where she was always meant to be yeah <laughs> apparently according to the end of this movie uh yeah and that's the end of the film that is the end of the movie what an excellent movie uh so what did you think about anna i love her brother fucker god damn it that's the only part that you're just like gross but then as soon as blake lively says brother fucker you're like okay i accept it it's okay yeah i was i think i was more shocked that it was ted that played the brother that she fucked <laughs> than anything else um no she's so good though because she's got she's got that you know i mean the gay panic eyes is a thing that is necessary in that moment i think and she did it perfect i can't say anything bad about anna kendrick and i uh, as far as the character goes like yeah she's annoying at the start but she's supposed to be yeah and then it's like no she's our protagonist and i'm like totally on her side so i'm about it yeah yeah i really liked her i really liked her transition of her character where it goes from this like very annoying stay-at-home mom like always wants to be in her like son's life and then even like the other 
uh, parents are like, oh my God, like you're always want to participate mm-hmm. in every single thing. Yep. And then she goes from that to being like, you know, like basically dresses like a an adult should be at her age. Right. She no longer dresses like Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, because like I think like she had like beforehand she would like wear all these like colorful like outfits that probably would be too young for her, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Really like it. Good uh casting. No um, kidding. The cast was excellent. Yeah. Uh, what about Blake? I mean, there is nothing to say. Perfect performance. Ten stars all around. Yeah. Ten out yeah. of five for sure. Yeah, I would say like I really like this character because like I guess like she usually just plays like kind of like like a sweet like lady, you know? Sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, uh, and oh, do you have to use the restroom or? No, I'm okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, because <laughs> you were looking over and. No, oh, sorry. I have a poster right there of, <laughs> of it, so I can't. I keep looking back just to make sure that they're okay with what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, that one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I know all of the things that Blake has been in and I've seen them, but the stuff that I have, I'm like, I don't know why I, I don't see more of her movies, to be honest, and shows. Yeah. Yeah, because <clears throat> I didn't see Gops, Gossip Girl because I really wasn't into it. But I think like this and like shout, The Shallows are kind of like her moments where she is For like me, breaking personally her- too yeah i love the shallows yeah i don't know why more people aren't talking about the shallows <laughs> yeah. let's all talk about the shallows everyone yeah i think like this is kind of like her moment to like break her typecasting yeah i mean it's not typecasting but it's like the mold that she usually it can't, it's a little typecasting okay. it's a little typecasting i would say for sure but yeah, uh, and here's the thing too. I am a sucker for any person that can play borderline or full-on crazy bitch. Oh yeah. Like I I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, she did a good job, like not overacting as a crazy bitch. Right. Like it was very subtle. It was. Just like and I mean, I'm meaning like i don't even i wouldn't even consider her crazy throughout the movie except when she throws that fucking wrench in the air yeah yeah i would say and then i'm like oh she's full-on broken (laughs) yeah i would say that and then like the moment where she's with sean at the cafe and then like has a gun under the table Mm -hmm. and then she tries to shoot him but it's like empty and she's like oh i forgot i forgot to put bullets and i was like oh my god silly me that's a good moment uh what did you think about henry i mean necessary character no offense to henry golding he was an excellent actor i just think it it, he seemed there because he had to be not because uh there was anything like necessarily watchable about the character you know yeah like i genuinely think that he could have 
like something you know i don't know i it's not i i sound like a like a like a like a super les but i'm just saying like he was a little boring like there was nothing there was no hook to him like like with anna kendrick it's like the hook is like oh she knows that this bitch is still alive with blake lively you can't stop watching her because of her big dick energy with linda cardellini she's you know well she's linda cardellini and you know icon she's velma and chutney you can't go wrong yeah (laughs) and then yes we have you know lovely handsome henry townsend henry townsend (laughs) henry golding and like yeah he plays the role but there's nothing about that character that's like it's like he doesn't really his character is just kind of a flat line there's no like boop doop boop doop boop boop it's like yeah he almost gets shot and that's kind of exciting and then he does get shot and that's like oh shit but you know it's nothing to write home about the character i'm not saying henry is nothing to write home about the character oh yeah yeah i would say like his character is kind of like the straight person character you know where it's like nothing boring yeah he's just there if we're being honest he's there and he's boring yeah and it kind like i think because like he has an english accent like it kind of remind keeps reminding me him of like his role in crazy rich asians because oh yeah yeah you're right now that you say that because like both of them had an english accent so yeah uh what did you think about uh the other characters like linda and jean i love linda and jean (gasps) wouldn't that be a fun movie let's watch linda and jean do something together i don't know what they could be like they could be mother and daughter. Oh my God. Gene Smart played Christina Applegate's mom in Samantha Who. So let's just revive Samantha Who, only she's in Dead to Me and she's Linda's mom. I haven't seen the third season. Are we introduced to her mother? I don't know. I don't. Have they done the third season? Or I haven't seen whatever season is most recent. Oh, um, yeah, the second season. Okay, well, I haven't seen, I've seen the, the premiere and then I didn't finish it because I'm a dumbass. I'm not sure if like Linda's mom came into frame. I just know like the ending and then um, kind of like more stuff that happened. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's bring Jean Smart onto Dead to Me and it'll be great. And that's all I have to say about that. Here's the thing with Jean Smart. She's in everything and people just don't know, don't realize except me who was an avid watcher of designing women as a child even though that show had already completely aired and finished when i say avid watcher as a child i mean i watched the reruns in the morning on lifetime television for women uh before my mother woke up because i was an early riser in my youth like 5 a.m i was like time to watch tv and then my mom will come out and make me eggs eventually (laughs) <laughs> i love gene smart so much she's quite possibly my favorite character on that show and then uh and then she isn't because she gets she's in sweet home alabama she's in samantha who which have you seen that movie it's pretty good kind of everybody's in that movie too in that show oh too. yeah like patrick dempsey before Grey's anatomy oh in sweet home alabama yes yes in samantha who melissa mccarthy's in samantha who fun fact. oh okay like before um her post gilmore before the big movie okay like craze okay 
anyways i love gene smart and i really really was intrigued with her playing because i mean you know the stuff that i've seen her in is like more more comedic and like yes this is a comedic movie but i she was you know full-on acting and i was like grab my pearls look at you go look at you and then she was still funny was the thing too like hiding that fucking gin she's like and then when she's like scratching her head but then oh my god (laughs) i lost my mind i was like that please tell me that was her own doing please tell me she was like yes this is my character oh my god that was good linda cardellini too same thing she well because like i didn't like when she started when anna starts going on that adventure of like she's alive i'm gonna figure everything out Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this going to entail? And then it's like, no, she's just stopping. She's just making stops left and right. Yeah. And uh, so the first stop was Linda, right? So it's like, I was like, what is happening? And then Linda opens the door and she's got a knife and you're like, what is going on? I'm ready. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was like pretty surprised that this film had so many people in it aside mm-hmm. from Anna Kondrick and uh, Blake Lively. Like I didn't know Gene Smart was in it or Linda or the Anthony? Andrew? Anthony. Andrew. Milligan? No, Andrew the Darren guy. Oh. Book of Mormon. Right. Book of Mormon. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. I'm sorry. I just know him as Book of Mormon. Uh, Andrew Reynolds. Okay. Reynolds. Yeah, it, it's just like surprising because like in the trailer they only have like Blake and Anna and I think a little bit of Henry. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it. It was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it's like the three of them and like French music and you're like, what is this movie? I know. <laughs> I would say I about fr- it. I would say the French music was like pretty good and they're all oh, yeah. like 1960s French French music mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah it's good but yeah that's that's it uh you could follow us on Instagram at j-a-n-d-m underscore podcasts you could also email us at j-a-n-d-m podcasts at gmail.com if you want do you have any other plugins that you want to do? Uh, no. I mean, you guys can watch Fuller Troll Reality on our Instagram. That's it. All of the episodes have aired, so you can watch it all. I think it's Fuller Troll underscore reality. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for listening and come back next week. Bye. Bye.